Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to a day of praise morning Bible study and we're so glad you could join us. But before we get into the word, let's take a moment and pray. Lord, we just thank you for your faithfulness, Lord, and that you never let us down, Lord, nor will you ever let us down, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for your grace and your mercy that you pour it out continually, Lord, without reproach. Nor do you take it back, Lord, nor does it have strings attached, but you give it to us freely. And Lord, we just thank you for your Holy Spirit and that he guides us into every situation, Lord, and that he knows everything that's going to happen has all the right answers, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We are glad to have you with us as we continue our study of the book of Acts. This morning, we are in chapter 13, and we are going to continue discussing verses 1 through 12. So if you haven't had the opportunity to read that section of scripture yet, I just want to encourage you and recommend that you pause this episode now and give yourself time and opportunity to to get reacquainted or familiar with that section of scripture and to help follow along in the discussion. Amen? Amen. All right, and now for us, we are going to open the floor and give the opportunity for each of you to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. Um, I'll go. All right, promise. You're going to pick up from yesterday, right? Yes. Okay. Okay, so the Lord also talked to me about verse 12 where it said, where it said that, um, Bar Jesus said that darkness fell upon him and he went around looking for someone to lead him. And the Lord reminded me of two examples. One of them was inside of Genesis with Sodom and Gomorrah. And I said that when they were about to beat down the door, it said they were struck with blindness and said they were weary trying to find the door. And the second one was with the Syrians and how, I believe it was Elijah. Elisha. Yes. Elisha and how he asked the Lord to strike them with blindness and he led them away. Mm Mm-hmm. And so the Lord has also reminded me that with both these two examples, um, that all the people there, they're doing wrong. And, and even with when they're struck with blindness for um, by Jesus and the Syrians, there was still a chance to repent. And how it wasn't with by Jesus, he said, not he said, he could see what was done to him. He could see what happened in the other lands, like with Herod, and see, okay, this is for real. It's not just me doing the stuff. It would be the Lord. Say that last part again. It's not me doing the stuff, Mommy. It is the Lord. As in Herod being struck down by the Lord, and then he being struck with blindness. Hmm. Okay. So when we look at that, we know that our God is, he is a good God and he is a righteous God and he is just. And to behold that in the right context, because the Lord has, the Lord has ordained things to happen in a certain way. 
So when you consider these things, it's more like, here's the consequence for your actions. And because of God's great mercy, he keeps his hand up and shields us. The Lord says that he's merciful to whom he'll be merciful. And um, the Lord says that the Lord is, he's good and he's just, and he rains on, he sends rain on the earth, on the just and the unjust alike. He gives everybody a chance. Mm. So in these cases, when we see things like that, it's more accurately held and esteemed of the Lord that he's like, okay, here's the consequence. I'm going to move my hand and let you have that consequence because this is the payment for your action. God does not owe us mercy. Like we really have to get that under under clear thinking in our minds. He doesn't owe us mercy and we can't demand of him when he'll show us mercy and when he'll not. Um, does that make sense to you? So I can't say I'm about to sin against you, Lord, but you gonna show me mercy over this. And I don't care about your righteousness. I don't care about justice. I'm just going to sin. Look you in your eyeballs, Lord, and you are going to forgive me. That is ungodly. So when the Lord allows someone to have their recompense, even for this, this particular sorcerer, he didn't let him have the full due. He just let a little bit of it show to him, which was the blindness because he was in fact blind in the way that he was living his life. Correct. Yes. Yes. Okay. And willingly participating in the deceit that he was both under and what he was trying to do to others. So the Lord allowed him to have what was his just due, just like Herod that we already talked about how, um, when the Lord was in the garden with Peter and he cut off the man's ear, he said, if you live by the sword, you will die by the sword. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's also repeated again in revelation. Um, those who lead into captivity will themselves be led into captivity, right? And that yes. that's a part of our understanding as believers and why we don't lose hope in God and that they will get, the recompense will come, but it is on the Lord's metric and standard, okay? All right. Yeah. Well, and just to under, again, right, we'll give you a, a couple of scriptures, right? Romans 1, there's this, um, Right, we have to understand some things, right? Our God is good. Yes. Every mm-hmm. good and perfect gift comes from above, right? Amen. Yes. James says that we should understand a couple things, right? We're not ask, not be double-minded, right? Because how can we then ask and and know that we will receive what we asked for, right? Mm-hmm. So yes. we have to hold God in, uh, I'll say, a right mindset concerning mm-hmm. who He is and His glory. And his holiness, right? Yes. So, again, Romans 1 says says this. Uh, begins in verse 21. Well, actually earlier. Well, I'll start in verse 20. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were they thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools, and they changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. And here's the key in verse 24. Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanliness in the lusts of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves. Right? 
So just like your your mother was saying, right? Just like you were saying there, honey, honey. Mm -hmm. God didn't strike them with blindness. He removed his hand, his covering, Mm -hmm. his shield, hedge of protection. That was preventing the things that they had sowed and were about to reap upon themselves. He removed it and allowed them to experience what they had opened or given the enemy a foothold in their lives with. Mm-hmm. The consequence of that. Mm-hmm. Right? Our God is only good all the time. And he gives right? good gifts. Good and perfect gifts. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. not nice and blessing someone one second and then striking people down the next. All right, we have to understand those yes. things. Mm-hmm. And um, Revelation he, 13 was the one that I was, uh, another scripture I was referencing, just so you guys have it for um, mm-hmm. your own ability to read. Uh, verses 9 and 10, it says, If anyone has an ear, let him hear. He who leads into captivity shall go into captivity. He who kills with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. The Lord also says it like this. Um, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, he will also reap. That also lends itself to or coincides with what we talked about in yesterday's podcast. That each person receives from the Lord based on their own works. You heap up for yourself blessing or you give way to the curse right yes the lord has said that from genesis to revelation choose life that Mm -hmm. you and your children may live choose life because the decision is yours to make and yes i'm paraphrasing how it says but the same content and the same context basically you can see it from genesis to revelation choose christ and his ways and you will live and have good and when you're willing and obedient you have to eat the good of the land like you can see it carrying all the way through and and what the Lord says. Mm-hmm. And the consequence will be yours if you choose to partake of it. Right. In Romans, right, the mm-hmm. section of scripture we we're just reading, that's only the first time it's it mentions, the first of a few times, that it mentions that the Lord turned them over, right? If you continue, mm-hmm. verse 25 says this. 26 is the key, though. It says, Who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions. Uh, another Gave them up is another way of saying he turned them over. Let them have it. To the lusts and desires of their, their heart, right? Mm-hmm. What they want. Um, and then he goes into a, a few different things. But then in 28, again, he says, And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge... God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting. And there's a whole bunch of, uh, I'll say, actions and attitudes and listed, right, that many have practiced because that is the sin nature. That's what's found in sin. And in sin, but then there's a, a point where this turns into iniquity. It's crossed over. Exactly. Because there's a willful knowledge, a knowledgeable intent to do and continue in such things as the Lord has already made clearly known to you or whoever in particular. And these people here in Rome, and he made it very clear. It was already very evident and they knew full faced, open eyes, full well what they were doing and decided to proceed into it. And the consequence thereof, right? That, that you see that in verse 32 of that same chapter, Romans chapter one, right? It says, 
even after this this laundry list of things, mm-hmm. right? These attitudes, actions, and behaviors that are found in the sin nature, right? In opposition to the Lord, it says, talking about those, the people committing those things, it says, who, knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. Mm-hmm. So they knew full well. They knew that the Lord would judge, mm-hmm. and this was against his will, and they said, we don't care. We're gonna, we'd rather have the consequences of it. We'd rather be judged and found guilty and then than teach to others to, to do uh-huh. likewise and like and i mean and by likewise i mean to be in opposition to the lord as opposed to point them to the lord right right so the lord is not fooled by um temporary emotional displays and all of that so not it's for all. us not to frustrate the grace of god and not to try to take um you know, think that we are going to keep pressing and pressing and live wickedly and the Lord will ignore that because his character and his nature does not allow for that because he's a righteous God and he's just. And he's also the same God that said, we have a free will. And if you free will to go to hell, he will have to respect that. And if you free will to have the consequences of sin made evident in your life, he has to respect that. Layla, you had something you wanted to say, sweetheart. Um, and what you had mentioned on me about the Lord being righteous and just, even with Elemis, when um, the dark mist fell on him and he was blind, the Lord had um, Saul, now called Paul, give a word to him that would save him later. And it, it, at a first glance, it kind of sounds like um, Paul's calling names and he wasn't. He was addressing the spirit behind Elemis so that he could be set free. Mm-hmm. And how do we know? Here's what Paul had told him. This was the key of what he was doing. He said, you enemy of all righteousness, will you not cease perverting the straight ways of the Lord? Which means here's a chance. Here's your option. Are you going to continue down this path or are you going to turn away and, and, you know, worship God in spirit and in truth? It was the same thing when Jesus addressed Peter. He wasn't calling Peter Satan. He said, get behind me, Satan, because the spirit operating behind him behind that what peter said was mm-hmm. trying to stop the will of god and when jesus was talking to the fig tree he didn't curse the leaves he didn't curse the fruit he talked to the roots so we know that when god addresses something he's going to get down to the roots because Amen. if we if he addressed us the way we want him to just the fruit and the leaves the, the corruption and the death on the inside would still be producing instead of having it removed and us being set free we're now still kept and held in bond um, and bondage and we're without understanding of how do I get out of this? Why am I here? So it's good when God comes to the root and says, fix this here. This is what you're doing. Stop doing it so that we can truly enjoy the life God has for us. Mm-hmm. Amen. And that goes to first Corinthians chapter 10. It says, um, I'll read verses 12 and 13 to you. It says, Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to 
bear it. And bear it doesn't mean endure into that sin a little bit longer. It means escape the sin entirely and escape the punishment or, and not God punishing you, but this is the just do sin produces death. Sin against God entitles you to death. It doesn't matter who you are, where you've been, your reasons mm -hmm. for it. None of it, it doesn't matter. Sin produces death in anyone's life. So the Lord always gives us a chance. That scripture just told us right there, a, a providing the Lord provides us a way of escape when we're tempted. So we're, when we're tempted so that we're able to escape and not engage in that sin. But Amen. we have to take the door. We have to take the, the off ramp on that highway, yes. if you will, and get back onto the path that the Lord has. And like you were saying for Elemis, the Lord was giving him the, the bread and the word of life to point him back to where he needed to be, to be delivered. Amen. I like Amen. that. Thank you, Layla. And, and as you were, well, you, Layla, but both of you were, were speaking, I was reminded of a couple of things. One, John the Baptist, right, who was out there teaching and preaching, just like our Lord, right? Mm. But yes. encouraging people, admonishing them, exhorting them, and even rebuking them, right, mm -hmm. to make straight the ways of the Lord, mm -hmm. right? Yes. You see the same thing here. The same message. That's how you know that both John the Baptist and, well, now Paul, right, is working yes. through the leading of the Holy Spirit. The message is the same. The words are the same, even though it's different, I'll say, time periods, right? Mm -hmm. But then we also have to recognize the consistency in our Lord and Savior because it's saying you're always doing this. Will you not cease to pervert the straight ways of the Lord? What did it say in Genesis 6 about when the Lord looked at the earth. And their their hearts are on wickedness continually. Continually on evil. Mm -hmm. To any any good and perfect thing, and in the Lord, everything that he created was good, right? It was yes. good, it was suitable for its purpose. The enemy was using to, and with permission, of course, by the individuals participating in that, mm -hmm. was using to corrupt the goodness that the Lord had created. And the Lord said, no, we, we've got to sort this out. This has to be dealt with. I can't just allow sin and evil and wickedness to perpetuate continuously. Because he would be unloving for those that are following him. Mm -hmm. That would be unjust. Amen. And that's not our Lord and Savior. He is just. He is loving. God is love, the scripture tells us. Mm -hmm. So... And there's no justice outside of God. None. No one else has an idea of justice or a concept of justice that is right. It's always going to be flawed and foul and wicked. And inconsistent. That's right. It's but situational justice, dependent. That's right. Justice only comes from God. And when a person that is in a position of authority to disperse that judgment or justice, the only way that it is right and it's actually justice is if it is founded on what the Lord is leading. He's the only one who can give justice. You mean when it's uncorrupted? When yes, just, when, it, right. when it's just the Lord, when it's, this is what God says, this is what God wants, and this is mm -hmm. what we're doing. That's, That's the only time it's justice. Amen. But people go, I got what I want, so I feel like it's justice. No, I rebuke that in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. That's ungodliness. Justice only comes from him. Hallelujah. Well, let's pause there for today, mm -hmm. and uh, we can pick this back up tomorrow. All right? Can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we thank you for today, and we thank you for your character, Lord, and your nature. We thank you for giving us an opportunity to repent, Lord, and to submit ourselves under your mighty hand, Lord, and to 
partake of your everlasting life, God. We thank you for those that you have partnered with us, Lord, that you have caused to walk beside us, Lord, to admonish us, Lord, and to encourage us to do better, Lord, and to pursue you, Lord, and run the race with endurance, Lord, and finish finish the work that you have laid out before each and every one of us, Lord. We thank you for your strength. We thank you for your endurance and your victory that we have in Jesus' name over the enemy, God. And we thank you for your blessings and the rest and the peace that you give to us. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through a day of prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select Partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.